Lovely day for tennis, eh? Game set and match. This is Tennis Talk Canada with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Welcome aboard. Tennis Talk Canada hits its spot, and we're just about wrapping up the women's singles finals at the French Open. Jim Taddy and Ken Christina with you. Want to say hi to our soccer fans. Wales and Switzerland tied at one, and at noon it'll be Denmark against Finland, followed by Yes Guy with me and Perry Lefko, followed by Belgium and Russia, Euro Soccer uh, at three. So a busy day international sports-wise here on TSN 1050. Ken, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jim. Uh, Exciting to see the French Open ladies final in a tight third set and also wonderful weather outside for our locals to jump out on the city courts and the clubs around town to play some outdoor tennis. So happy for that as well. Yeah, I'm just going to try and buy some time and see if we could wrap up this women's singles final while we mumble here and, and pay tribute. That's Ken Christina, director of tennis at Mayfair Clubs, coming up in the broadcast today. Also, Carl Hale, the tournament director of the National Bank Open and the owner of the Premier Racket Club in Markham, and also Richard Hernandez, director of tennis for the Richmond Hill Country Club. So we'll get a local flavor on what's going on. Also deal with the National Bank Open, which is the new name for the two Canadian championships, the, the major stops for us. And as I say that, I should tell you, Racket Guys is Canada's largest selection of tennis gear at the guaranteed lowest price. Shop online at racketguys.ca or visit their Markham Superstore for expert advice. Owlmortgage.ca is here to help educate first-time and existing homeowners on how to use your mortgage as a tool to build wealth through real estate. Hmm. While many feel the new stress test hinders borrowers, OurMortgage.ca can teach you how to grow your net worth. Call OurMortgage.ca at 416-613-LEN today, 416-613-5363 today, and hook yourself up. Vince will be there to help you out. So uh, while this uh, women's single is is wrapping up, and it was a bit of a battle, let's go back to the semis yesterday, Ken. And uh, clearly, I mean, one goes five sets and the other goes four. Djokovic and Nadal was was monumental, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody compete for over four hours and look that fresh. How about you? Oh, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I um, I I had a funny situation last night, Jim, where my my kids uh, had gone out for dinner to sit on a patio, and the TVs were all on tennis. And of course, because I'm so heavily involved in tennis. My boys, who are 23 and 22, haven't always taken to tennis like their father has. But I picked them up and they got into the car and all they could talk about was the Novak and Rafael Nadal match and what phenomenal athletes they were, how the points were grueling, how the crowd was roaring. They, they talked about the crowd being able to stay longer. And, you know, for a guy that has been immersed in tennis my whole life, I, I, it was the greatest moment for me to hear these four young hockey players, we'll call them, in the car talking about uh, this match. And it, it was a match of the ages. Um, as you know, Jim, I, I kind of went against the groove and picked Novak to win. Yes, you did. Um, there was just something about the way he was playing, something about the, the lead up to that semifinal clash that I just felt he was he was unstoppable. Um, did Nadal play his best? Probably not. But part of that was that Djokovic played so well. And because he played at such a high level, it forced Nadal to make some, you know, uncharacteristic errors. And it was, it was really just, uh, an outstanding match. I was, I was really shocked at the level that it was, that it was. Um, and, and, you know, even though I, I picked Novak to win, 
and I picked him to win in four sets, I really, you know, I wasn't sold on it. Um, and if there's a part of the match that kind of you look at to say what what was kind of the turning point or the TSN turning point of the match, and I think it was that Nadal only won 59% of points on his first serve and only 49% of his points on his second serve. Those are not, you know, those are not stats that are going to get it done at that level of tennis. Now, part of that is Nadal didn't serve as well as maybe he could have, but really the bigger component of that stat is that that you know you you look at Novak as being really arguably the greatest returner in the game today or maybe even the greatest return of serve player of all time on tour and that really pressured Nadal um there were some some other things you know Novak had 22 breakpoint chances whereas Nadal only had 16 so a lot of pressure on the Nadal serve and uh you know, that third set took 97 minutes. And uh, during that time, Andy Murray, who we all know, uh, one of the great uh, uh, grass court players, uh, tweeted out, you cannot play better clay court tennis than this. It's perfect. And I think that really sums up the match. You really cannot play better clay court tennis than that by both players. It was an outstanding match. Yeah, I mean, it got the seal of approval from from a lot of great tennis players who are watching. Um, I'm going to throw a couple of theories, and these are these are layman's theories. Um, um, I found it's funny that your 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 kids are hockey guys, and 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 they they uh, they bought into this. And this was like watching a Stanley Cup playoff series. In that, if you do the eye test and you don't know the score and you're not listening, but you just look, there's there's one team with energy and there's one team that looks like it's run out of gas. And with all due respect to Nadal, uh, you know, Djokovic had the energy. I mean, all you had to do is watch how spry he was and always moving around and in fact it was one part where i looked at nadal and i thought he looks like me after i've walked for an hour his lower back looks <laughs> tight he doesn't look nimble and as i was about to say that john McEnroe in the broadcast said you know that Djokovic looked uh, spryer i guess was the word he used and and that was true i mean there was bounce and, and Djokovic's step and nadal was just flat that way there was no physical bounce he had really exhausted everything that he had didn't he Absolutely. And, you know, that's what I saw leading up to that semifinal clash. And that's why I, I thought that Novak was going to end up on top. You know, when Novak won that quarterfinal match in four sets against Berrettini and he let out that shriek, it was about a four and a half, five second shriek. Yeah. It interrupted people around the grounds, other players on other courts. Everybody was shocked at what, what, what that sound was. But to me, that showed that he still had a high amount of energy after a tough four-set battle against a really tough clay court player in Berrettini. And what I was seeing when Nadal was winning matches along the way, even though he beat Schwartzman in, in the quarterfinals, six love in the, in the fourth set, he did look a little bit more tired or a little bit more ragged. And, and you hit the nail on the head, and I, I like to see that you're uh, a step ahead of Johnny McEnroe there, Jim, with, with your analysis of what was going on. I love that. Um, but yeah, he, he just, he, his fitness is at a different level. You know, he's, he's a little bit younger than Nadal, that helps. But his fitness over the last number of years has been at a different level. His defense has been, been at an unbelievable level where he just seems to be almost like Gumby out on the court and can hit balls aggressively from the most awkward um, stances, the most awkward positions that I've ever seen. And hats off to Novak Djokovic. It was really, um, really something to behold to, to watch that uh, match. And to really, to, you're right, in that fourth set, 
he was he was really a step ahead uh, of Nadal for that entire set. Yeah, you know, a lot of times uh, I think we spend more times on the loss than the win. I mean, I would give full credit, and I take nothing away from Nadal. I mean, some some years or some some matches you just don't have the same energy for whatever reason, and it could have been the lead up, as you say, from earlier in the week. But this is all Djokovic. This is got you know it, it, you mentioned Nadal because of the respect and, and the track record at the French Open, but but I think everything really goes to Djokovic, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and look at that record that Nadal has. He's now 105 wins with only three losses at Roland Garros. One coming against Soderling and now two against Novak Djokovic. It's really a remarkable record in a Grand Slam. I don't think we will ever see anything like that again. You know, we've said that before in hockey with Wayne Gretzky's records, and we said it before with Bjorn Borg's records, but it, it really is truly an outstanding record. Um, you know, he went again 36 sets won before uh, he finally lost a set against Schwartzman. He had won 36 sets in a row. So um, look at he is the king of clay. He, he, is, he is a remarkable athlete. But even he said afterwards, I lost to a better player today. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But, you know, he talked about going home and spending time with his family. And there's, there's, there's life after tennis, so to speak. So, you know, he gets it. Um, I don't know if the Rafa fan base gets it, and I think they were probably a little um, disappointed that obviously that he wasn't able to win. But uh, you know, he he really took it to him, and I I think our ladies singles yes, championship over. final match just finished, and we have a another new champion. You know, Jim, that's our our sixth straight year that we've had a women's champion at the French Open as a first time winner of a Grand Slam. So uh, pretty so remarkable. Craig Chikova wins six one two six six four unseated, right? Yes, unseated. Uh, she follows twenty sixteen Muguruza won the, her first Grand Slam twenty seventeen Ostapenko twenty eighteen Halep twenty nineteen Barty and last year Swiatek. Um, so the sixth champion in a row. Um, I, I must say I was I was kind of cheering for. Uh, the 31st seed, Pavla Chenkova. Uh, I'd met her before. She's a, a remarkable young lady. She's played, I think this was her 52nd Grand Slam without uh, ever getting to the final. So I was, I was really kind of cheering for her. But it was a great battle. Um, as you mentioned, 6-1-2-6-6-4. A deserving winner. Um, nice to see some, some new faces in the finals on the uh, women's side and and we're, we're starting to get there a little bit on the men's side yeah so 31st seed loses to the unseated uh pavla chenkova or chenkova however i mean the, the pronunciation changed several times even in the coverage today but she had injury problems with the left thigh and, and you, you knew that 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 might be an issue and, and but she battled through but i mean 31st against unseated that is a wide open field isn't it yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about uh, how the seeds kind of dropped out. But, you know, with the tennis on the women's side, if you're ranked anywhere in the top 70 in the world, anybody can beat anybody on every, any given day. And we continue to see kind of new players going deep in, in draws. We saw it with uh, Bianca's emergence um, uh, at the U.S. Open. We're seeing more and more players kind of I want to say almost come out of nowhere and I you know I don't know that it's that much of a shock anymore but to see two players uh in a grand slam unseated one and the 31st seed the other one it, it is a little bit shocking 
Um, but again, you know, anybody in the top 70, top 75 on the ladies tour can do damage. We'll see what happens at Wimbledon. The grass is a little bit of a trickier surface, surface to see a surprising uh, matchup like this, but you never know. Uh, it's just around the corner, Wimbledon is, so uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, one more thought before we plug ourselves into our guests and, and the local story and also the National Bank Open, which is not that far away. Let's talk about the other men's uh, semi, uh, Sitsipas against uh, Zverev. And uh, Sitsipas goes, uh, well, that was a five-setter. I mean, he won 6-3, 6-3, then 4-6, 4-6, then 6-3. That was, that was monumental too, wasn't it? Absolutely, and it shows you what a mental challenge, what a, what, a, what a difficult task it is to play these grand slams. You're up two sets to zero. You're kind of thinking you've taken the will away from your opponent. Sitsipas is thinking that is Zverev. And the next thing you know, you're, you're, you're starting off on a changeover to start your fifth set, and you're like, how, how did that happen? You know, both players served at 74% on their first serves, which was, uh, you know, pretty high numbers for uh, this quality level of play. But the big thing was that uh, Zverev only had six break points in the five sets. And uh, Stefanos had 14 break points against the Zverev serve. And he was able to capture five of those break points. And for me, that's really the difference. It's just putting a little bit more pressure on Zverev to hold serve. And, uh, you know, I picked Tsitsipas as well to make it all the way to the finals. But I tell you, when it tied up two sets each, I was kind of wavering on who was going to win that fifth set. But... Uh, I think Sitsipas deserves it. I think he's played the best tennis this year on tour out of the two of them. So it'll be a nice uh, battle in the finals. We'll see if Sitsipas can control the nerves playing against the number one player in the world on the red dirt of the French Open. And in segment four, you'll make your prediction. I want you to think about it. I want this to, to sort of uh, marinate. I don't want to. I don't want a quick hit here. So think about that. We'll take. <laughs> we'll take a break. Whatever your home means to you, OwlMortgage.ca and its expert staff can help turn your home ownership dreams into reality that you and your family can be proud of. With education and a plan, OwlMortgage.ca will grow your net worth through real estate. Call four one six six one three lend today. That's four one six six one three five three six three. This is Tennis Talk Canada coming up next. Carl Hale will join us, the attorney director at the National Bank Open and also the owner of the Premier Racket Club in Markham. Tennis Talk Canada, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. Also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. Welcome back. This segment of Tennis Talk Canada sponsored by the Fox Group at IG Private Wealth Management. Get your financial planning in order, and that's very important. This past year has taught us to expect the unexpected, so I feel comfortable and confident recommending Don Fox and his team to you. The Fox Group will provide a written plan that will be tailored specifically for you. It will reflect your goals and aspirations. It will be reviewed with you regularly, updated or adjusted to reflect major changes in circumstances or life events. The planning process begins with you in mind. The Fox Group inspiring clients to achieve true wealth contact the fox group at their website donfox.net follow them on twitter at fox group pwm jim taddy ken christina with you we welcome in carl hell he's the tournament director at the national bank open owner of the premier racket club in markham and has a court resurfacing company plenty to talk about carl how are you good morning that was a mouthful jim thanks for having me it was say hi to ken <laughs> hey ken how you doing good good morning carl thanks for joining us uh, great, great uh, match Carl, today. Just, uh, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I was just going to go there. I mean, we'll, we'll get into your uh, all the things that you can talk about, but first, your your reaction to the women's singles final at the French Open today. 
yeah, it was a great follow, a match following that epic uh, semifinal by the men yesterday, and it's good to have a new woman's champion. Um, gracious person. She just did a great speech about, you know, her coach and Yana Novotna, et cetera. So it's good to see women's tennis is, is doing really well. Yeah, I concur with you there for sure, Carl. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing to see how we're getting new champions at the French Open year in, year out over the last uh, number of years. We're excited that the National Bank Open is getting closer. We're, we're hearing through the rumor mill that Montreal and the provincial government seems to be leaning towards the direction of allowing them to run the tournament and, and allow fans. And we're hopeful that, that Toronto will follow suit. We know Michael Downey and Tennis Canada working on that. How about yourself? Have you started to look to try to recruit players for the National Bank Open? And how does that process work from your end? Well, you know, first of all, I would say, you know, if anybody's been to Wonderland, I used to go there as a kid, and every year the roller coasters would get a little bit better. And the last <laughs> year is like going from year one to year 20. You know, the roller coasters, it went crazy the last year. So it's been a it's been a really long two years, basically, since we had the last National Bank Open, uh, which Bianca won. Um, so we're really excited that things are really starting to open up in our province. And also it looks like federally with allowing, you know, the hockey players to go back and forth that were trending positive to have a great event this summer. Um, up to yesterday, one of the top uh, players in the world reached out and was asking, you know, how's it looking and what are the plans, et cetera. So that, they reached out to me, actually, believe it or not, which is a good sign. So we're, we're full steam ahead. I'll start to re reach out to a lot of the players more frequently after this weekend, you know, because we don't like to bother them during the French Open. But now's the time we really ramp up. Now, do you have an opportunity to head? This year might be a little different, but in the past, have you had an opportunity to head, say, to the French Open or to Wimbledon? Do you kind of recruit in person? Is it all done over the phone? Are you sending emails? How, do, how does it work from your end? Well, typically, you know, this is my 15th or 16th year being involved in the tournament and uh, fortunately I've developed some really good relationships with, you know, players and agents. I don't like to override the agents because you know, their job's very important and we have to keep good relations with them. So I reach out to both uh, during the year, you know, if it's birthdays or different happenings or just checking in to see how they're doing both players and agents, um, which amounts to a lot of people that you're communicating with. And then, you know, during the year, we have uh, meetings around the world, you know, typically in Miami, London, a couple times a year in New York, where we'll meet them in person, um, schedule dependent, you know, and when they're playing, et cetera, and try to nail down what their needs are for our event. And uh, then we try to, to fulfill those. Carl, I mean, since the event hasn't been played since 2019, as you, as you restart it, is there a residual effect there? Or does it just sort of pick up where it left off? You know, it's funny, like, we've been actually working at it for the whole two years, and, you know, you remodel and you change models of what it's going to look like, and, you know, it's always, you know, a moving target. But, you know, the team has been intact and working hard at it, so everybody's ready to go, and uh, we're looking forward to a, to a great event this summer. So, Carl, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it, and I don't want to go into too much detail, but the tennis world uh, is aware that uh, you unfortunately were uh, bumped off the road uh, rather aggressively by a car while riding your bike. You and I have talked, and I understand you're on the road to recovery, correct? Yes, and that car has a lot of damage. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about the club in Markham. You know, the, the tennis community is excited that we're going to have more indoor courts. Tennis Canada has an initiative to put more indoor courts around the country and to assist in the, in the building of more indoor courts. Tell us what you can about, uh, what's happening with your Markham, uh, construction and facility there. Yeah, just, you know, uh, I've known you for a long time, Ken, and I grew up in a uh, low income housing. Uh, Don Mills and Shepherd area, and there was a tennis club across the street, and there was a bubble there, and that's all I could afford, and they actually let me pay, play there for free for a lot of the winter. So I've always had a inclination to give back through my various charities, building schools in Jamaica, doing stuff with Daniel Nestor here in Toronto. So I have a project that's uh, building affordable tennis, very nominal membership fee and court fees, to grow the sport of tennis. Markham is our first site at Reeser Park, and we're starting construction this fall, and we'll be opening next fall in 2022. And also we have two other projects that are just being finalized around the DTA that will be opening in 22 and 23 as well. Well, that's fantastic news. And, uh, well, they uh, when you were a kid growing up playing, they must have given you a heck of a lot of court time because uh, I've never been able to beat you. So you must have been playing a heck of a lot of tennis, you little bum. Yeah, um, what? Yeah, I was. I was fortunate because you were you were kind to me half the time and let me win. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, all these players, all these years, fifteen, sixteen years, you talked about at the National Bank Open. Any funny stories to share with our listeners about some? odd or unique quirky things that have happened with the players over the years oh there's there's so many um let me think of you know I, i'd say just the one thing is that you know when you when you get to know these top players they're you know they're just people like everybody else you know and they're and luckily in our sport they're really great people the nadal Federer, Djokovic, serena's they're really kind nice people do a lot for tournaments and also just their various communities around the world. Uh, one story I have with Nadal that exemplifies that somewhat. Uh, we, one year we did the draw at the CN Tower and we wanted to do a photo op and Nadal wanted to practice after the draw. So we coordinated a helicopter to pick him up from the site at York University, take him to the draw have him do the draw and fly him back so he could practice and we could do a photo op with him taking a helicopter, et cetera. So, you know, we get the okay with him and he's like, is this helicopter okay? And I'm like, yeah, don't worry. We wouldn't get anything except the best for you. You know, you don't have to use your hand to flip the propeller to get it started. Don't worry. You're good. So, so he's like, okay. So he said, is it okay if my team comes with me? I said, of course. You know, he goes, I want them to come with me. I said, of course. So we're about to leave York. I was going with them down to the draw. And it was, we're about to leave. You know, he says to Carlos and Francis and all his guys, okay, guys, let's go. We're getting the helicopter. We're going to do the draw. And they look at him and they said, no way. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, he, he, they said, we don't want to go down there for a draw. We'll just wait here. Why, why are we going to go there and come back? And he's like, no, 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 come on, come on, we got to go. And they're like, no, 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 we're not going anywhere. You go by yourself. And they have this big argument, and, you know, they decide to stay. We get in the helicopter. We, he hasn't said a word to me. We sit down, and he looks at me, and he goes, that's what friends are for. 
<laughs> hey, if, if you ever, if you ever get in that situation again, and he asks you about the the the, the, the chopper, just say brand new elastic band. That that might go over better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know that you know he's he has a really unusual, like a healthy relationship with his team, and they treat him just like a regular person. It's not like there's an aura about him or anything like that. So, you know, it's nice to see that even these, you know, great athletes, some of the greatest of all time, are just regular people like you and I and his team around them. Uh, well, let's close off on, on the resurfacing business. Uh, maybe explain how people go about uh, checking that out and, like, how many surfaces, what kind of, what kind of material do you work with? Um, so I started a company uh, during the pandemic because I figured it would be great timing. <laughs> and uh so we started this company called premium court uh resurfacing so we do hard clay and grass courts uh rebuild courts um and it's been really busy there there's it's a very niche industry and it needed a little bit more professionalism so we put together a team that's uh been we're just booked up all summer it's done really really well and if anybody needs courts we'll consult and help you out you know, we don't uh, have to charge for consulting. We're very, very uh, honorable. And also we do a lot for the community. You know, we, we sponsor a tree planting program to help the environment. We do racket drives to get, you know, tennis rackets in kids' hands, et cetera. So very corporately responsible company. Carl, thanks very much. Nice to reconnect. I really appreciate you stopping by. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a great day and have a great summer. Thank you. Carl Hale, the attorney director at the National Bank Open, uh, the owner of the Premier Racket Club in Markham, and also that court resurfacing company, something to check out. Uh, when we come back, we'll have another local input here from Richard Henderson, director of tennis at the Richmond Hill Country Club. This segment of Tennis Talk Canada, sponsored by the Fox Group at IG Private Wealth Management. Getting your financial planning in order is very important. This past year has taught us to expect the unexpected, so I feel comfortable and confident recommending Don Fox and his team to you. The Fox Group will provide a written plan that will be tailored specifically for you, will reflect your goals and aspirations. It will be reviewed with you regularly and updated or adjusted to reflect major changes in circumstances or life events. The planning process begins with you in mind, the Fox Group inspiring clients to achieve true wealth contact the fox group at their website donfox.net and follow on twitter at fox group pwm this is tennis talk canada on tsn 1050 tsn1050.ca also available on the tsn and iheart radio apps you're listening to tennis talk canada on tsn 1050 here's jim taddy Welcome back to Tennis Talk Canada. By the way, soccer, top of the hour, Denmark against Finland, followed by Yeskai, followed by Belgium against Russia at three. This segment is brought to you by Skoglund Homes. Considering selling your home in the GTA, do not just rely on a strong market. Call Eric Skoglund and maximize your sale price with the Skoglund Homes comprehensive listing plan with luxurious staging, eye-catching video marketing, drone photography, and a large database of qualified buyers looking for homes just like yours. Call 647-300-7019, speak to Eric directly, or check out scoglandhomes.com to make the right decision around your largest investment. Jim Taddy and Ken Christina with you. We bring in now Richard Hernandez, Director of Tennis at the Richmond Hill Country Club. Richard, how are you today, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I'm well, thanks. And yourself? Uh, very good. Kenny? Yeah, we're doing great, Richard. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Tell us, uh, our listeners, a little bit about Richmond Hill Golf and Country Club. Uh, how many courts, indoors, outdoors, that type of thing? So in total, we are a 20-court facility. We have nine indoor, 
tennis courts uh, of, of four different tennis halls, or sorry, three different tennis halls, and 11 uh, outdoor hard true clay courts. Fantastic. So you're full, you're full, full steam ahead right now playing outdoor tennis, I'm assuming? Yeah, we've, we've jumped right back into it. We're ready when they, they say go, and uh, our members will full force onto the courts. We were booked up immediately. And and what are the how has the members been like? We're you know I I see that the OTA put out their their newsletter yesterday. They're talking about you know supporting local coaches, booking lessons, trying to get you know the coaches back out on the courts because they've had such a tough go of things over the last eighteen months. How are you finding it at your club? Are are people flocking for lessons? Are they playing singles, doubles? What's what's kind of the norm right now? So we've we've followed all protocols as. Um, other clubs in the city and it's great to report that we've had zero transmissions within the clubs of uh, the covid virus um it's it's also impressive to see that you know a number of the the uh, members associations um coaches you know, were very supportive of the government and and its required protocols um but it would have been better to see um more support as it relates to uh, the the uh, the clubs being able to being able to open up um, sooner than they have been, I mean it's been an uphill, but you know we're glad to be where we're at. Um, the membership are, are grateful that they can be out on the courts, and um, I've seen a lot of activity, you know, throughout the city with other clubs as well, checking in with uh, the, the Boulevard Club, uh, York Racks, and such, right. Uh, Richard, I mean, this is not just a job. This is a way of life for you. And, and Kenny tells me that you built uh, grass courts on the property where you live. Tell us about that. Well, that was an accidental pro- uh, project. Um, <laughs> I wanted <laughs> I wanted a tennis court, and I commissioned a, 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 an excavator to come in and clear and level some land for me. And when he came in, he said, you realize you're paying me for the day? I said, Oh, what does that mean? He said, well, there's a minimum charge. I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, I can be here all day. What would you like me to do? So I said, well, can you do me a favor and lay out four courts then? So that's what he did. I ended up with four grass courts that I that I took on. And uh, it's like, you know, grass courts like children. They, they need attention all the time. <laughs> now, now, the grass, for those people that have never played on the grass, what would the difference be? for a, a club player between playing on a hard court surface and playing on grass? What are some of the, the key differences that you've seen over the years? So typically a grass court plays a little bit faster because of the, uh, the, the spin or the speed which the ball bounces through the court, as well as lower. So, again, it, that's the, those are the two differences, speed and bounce. Um, out, outside of that, though, they play, you know, Fairly similar. Um, my grass courts don't play like Wimbledon, but you know, typically in a in a setting like that, they play like grass courts are supposed to play with irregular bounces. I was going to say, I mean, if if you phone up Wimbledon and and get the lawn care uh, program, it might cost a bit. The maintenance in this and and you know, picking the seed and, and all that stuff has to be a fairly deep decision, doesn't it? Well. You know, it, it was initially, but then over you know, over the years, I, I took time to consult with um, Graham Kimpton. He's the 
head groundskeeper at the Queen's Club in London. And he was kind enough to give me some of his, the, the processes he uses, as well as there's a seed mix that they apply every year, twice a year. Um, and he gave me that. It sort of improved the growth of the grass at, uh, at my place. Um, but, you know, it's funny because you, you think Wimbledon is actually the best grass courts in the world, but they're not. The best grass courts in the world are at the Queen's Club. I thought you were going to say the best grass courts in the world are in your backyard for a second there. <laughs> well, they might be the third best. <laughs> uh, we had Carl Hale on before you. You know Carl very well. The tennis community knows Carl very well. I've never beaten Carl Hale in singles, I don't think, in my life. And, and I don't think it's ever been close. He currently has four or five broken ribs. I don't think he likes grass courts. So I'm going to talk to you after the show here and try and bring him up there and play him right now with the broken ribs on the grass. I think it's my only chance. <laughs> I, I do recommend you doing that within the next six weeks. That, you might be in trouble. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about your high performance program at Richmond Hill and kind of what, you know, what you're seeing out there for the next wave of Ontario or, or young Canadian players coming along. How, how are we looking both with your program and, and around the, the province and the country? So now our program may not mirror what's going on around the country. We, we are a club program. The, the kids that come out of our program tend to um, qualify for uh, scholarships at universities in the U.S., whether it's a, a, a D1, D2 type program. Um, so that's where we may vary from a number of the high, other high-performance programs. But in, from, from what I've seen, and, and you know, we've, we've got a number of coaches on our staff that, that follow a lot closer than I do, you know, the, the, the level of play has improved, um, particularly around the girls. I think the girls are doing a much better job. I think that you know, you've got the, the leadership from Bianca and such that, that have given these girls you know, some, some credibility and confidence that they can follow, right? So, you know, having said that, the, the coaches that, that, that I see working with these kids around the country are dedicated and they're, they're doing the best they can, um, you know, just to further tennis and, and further player development. So I, I'm impressed and, 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 you know, quite excited about what's going to happen. Well, I tell you, it's exciting to see, <clears throat> excuse me, it's exciting to see that uh, our outdoor tennis players are back on the courts again and, you know, you guys with uh, with your with your 20 courts at your facility are, are, are fully booked. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. I'm sure you've been watching a little bit of the French Open, Richard, and uh, and that epic match yesterday between uh, Novak and uh, and Rafael Nadal. Um, who are you picking to win the men's singles final and, and why with Novak against Tsitsipas? Do you have a favorite to uh, to walk away with this uh, Grand Slam wow. championship? I would like Sissipas to win. Um, I think it, it adds um, some excitement to you know, watching tennis. However, I think the, the quality by which Novak you know, competes with, um, the number of unforced errors that he, 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 uh, he plays under, it's, it's so low that it's just tough to beat him. He's, he's fit. He makes few mistakes. He serves extremely well. Um, that's the one thing I, I noted yesterday. I actually watched some of the match with Carl, and he, you know, under pressure, the, the serves he came up with, you know, he's a he's 
at, at a different level. You know, when, he, when the two of them, Nadal and, and Djokovic, are at, at, at a different level. But I'd like to see Sissipas win. He'll compete. He'll fight. But in the end, I think it's, it's, a, it's a Djokovic day. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty right. tricky one. It's a pretty tricky one because Pass has been playing so well, but getting to that first Grand Slam final and then playing Djokovic, who's, who's really trying to, you know, uh, track down Federer and Nadal's Grand Slam number 20 and, and get clo- inch closer to them. It's, uh, I agree with you. It's an uphill battle. It's a tricky one. Uh, Jim's been putting the pressure on me that I got to pick a uh, pick a winner of the match for tomorrow because I was pretty successful in the semi. So I'm trying to get some feedback here. <laughs> well, I think I think you're I think you're good to go with uh, with Djokovic. You know, bet the house. Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen anybody look that fresh after grueling uh, what four sets that that could have easily have been five? Unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, he looked so strong in that fourth set. He looked so incredibly strong that you know. It's it's tough to go against him. Richard, really appreciate you stopping by. Thanks very much. Guys, thanks so much. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thanks for having me. You too. Thank you. Hold Richard it. Hernandez, uh, Director of Tennis at the Richmond Hill Country Club. Looking to purchase a home in this busy GTA market? Do not get overwhelmed. Let Eric at Scoglin Homes guide you through the process. Eric's comprehensive buyer's plan takes the stress out of purchasing with great services, including virtual showings, access to exclusive listings from the top brokerages in the city, and a complimentary design consult once you have found your dream home. Buyer's representation is very important in a hot market, so call Eric directly at 647-300-7019 or check out scoglinhomes.com to get started. Ken, just before we break, I mean, you know, the, the fact that he put four grass courts in his backyard, first of all, that's a nice backyard. Uh, second of all, you know, that, that he phoned up uh, that to get some, some uh, tips on, on how to do this. I mean, I, I toured Wimbledon a couple of years ago, and, and the, the grass, much like in the soccer stadiums, the maintenance of the turf is, is a science, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's really changed over the years. When I was 14 years old, I played a tournament at the Queen's Club. I was on a tour of Europe, and... Uh, Back then, the ball would just kind of slide underneath your shoelaces. It, it was so low. Now you're getting much better bounces. And the fact that Richard has gone beyond the call to improve his courts, he runs an OTA tournament on those grass courts every year. I don't know that he ran it. I don't think he ran it last year, but I, I understand he's trying to run it again this year. Pretty remarkable. And uh, yeah, I, I live in the suburbs and I can't put, uh, I could put a pickleball court in my backyard. I might have room for that, but uh, I don't have room for four grass courts. So I've never been up there, but I'm going to head up there and, uh, and play some tennis for sure because uh, pretty nice. It's a nice surface, nice and soft, but uh, you got to be quick because that ball uh, moves awfully fast on the grass court surface. Would be interesting to see. Uh, we'll continue on coming up next, Ken's French Open Prediction. Fasten your seatbelts for that. This is Tennis Talk Canada, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. Also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. Welcome back to Tennis Talk Canada. Before we press on, let me tell you, for almost two decades, Vince Catano of OwlMortgage.ca has helped educate new and existing homeowners with tips and money-saving strategies to build wealth through real estate. Stay updated with the wise old owl on his Instagram live show every Thursday at Vince G Mortgage. So, Jim Taddy and Ken Christina here. Time now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, for the Ken Christina French Open prediction final in the men's singles final. What do you have? That's a great question. And you know what? 
three or four days ago, I was picking Pass to defeat Novak in the oh. finals. Oh. But after watching Pass's uh, interview yesterday on court after he won that five-center against Zverev and watching the emotion that he had, you know, they say you shouldn't touch the conference championship trophy in the NHL because you yeah. want the Stanley Cup. And it looked to me like he was just excited to be there. So I'm switching courses and I'm taking Novak over Pass in four sets. Um, I, I just think that Novak has the, the, the confidence. He's on a mission and he's just playing at a level that is really untouchable. And he showed that against the... The, the king of clay, Rafael Nadal, yesterday. So Novak in four sets. I think Pass has to really try and weather the storm and get comfortable in that first set and try and uh, find a way to, to, to catch his bearings out there. Head-to-head, Novak's 5-2 to two on him, and uh, Novak is 3-0 and on clay courts against Pass. So it's probably the smart money bet. I like to go with the underdog, but this time I can't do it. Novak in four, and uh, I hope Pass proves me wrong. But I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I mean, nobody looked at I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody compete in a grueling event and look that fresh at the end as, as Djokovic did. I mean, that, that's just a, that's an endearing image that means there's plenty left in the tank. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, his fitness level is like nothing I've ever seen out of a tennis player. And, you know, tennis is a really grueling sport. Tennis on clay is as grueling as it gets. And that guy, he looks like he was just out pushing a stroller with a you know, a newborn in it. It looked like he was just out for a walk. I, I, I don't know how he does it. It's, it's, it's simply amazing. And I guess that's why he's number one in the world for a reason. Yep, absolutely. Before we press on, let me tell you this. As demonstrated with two decades worth of giving advice on CP24's weekly hot property program, Vince Gaetano of OwlMortgage.ca has educated homeowners on how to utilize their home to build wealth. Follow Vince on Instagram at Vince G Mortgage or DM directly with your questions. A couple of minutes left. Uh, tell us about Felix. Well, fantastic news. Felix is into another final. He's into the finals on the grass in Stuttgart. In the semifinals, he defeated the American Sam Query, 6-4-7-5. A couple numbers that jump out. They both had 13 aces, which is great for Felix because Sam's serve is really unbelievable. But Felix won 85% of points on his first serve. But even better than that, he won 89% of points on his second serve. In the entire match while serving... Felix only lost 11 points. It's really remarkable. Never, he never had a break point against him in the match, and he was two for two on break points that he had. So he's going to play against Chilich in the final. He's 0-2 head-to-head against Chilich. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't see any way that Chilich wins this match if Felix plays the type of tennis that he can play. The problem we have is that Felix is 0-7 on the ATP tour when he gets to final. So can he finally break through? I'm hopeful that he can because most of the world will be concentrating on the French Open final. So maybe that'll lift the spotlight off of him a little bit. And I'd like to see him break through to the finish line and uh, capture the championship here against Chilich. Okay, very quick thought. If you're right and Djokovic wins, I mean, the lock that the top three have on the Grand Slams is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's unbelievable. And I, I, I keep saying, you know, it's time for this guy to win. It's time it's time for Zverev to break through and, and have a little wrong, long run. But it just doesn't seem to happen. Novak, Rafa, and Federer, now that he's coming back and he's healthy, just seem to want to hang on. And hats off to them. 
the better the young guys get, the harder these guys train and the harder they work to stay on top of the game. And I think it was Novak that said a little while ago, he said, ha ha ha, not so fast. We're still here and we're ready to take on all comers. And he's certainly doing that right now. Kenny, thanks very much. Got to go. Soccer is next. Denmark against Finland. Thanks for joining us.